Hello, everyone. This is your host, Jason, and welcome to Emotions and Shh. I, I'm doing pretty good to keep up the schedule, I like to add. You know, this uh, one solo, one group thing. How'd y'all like that last episode about Space Force and whatnot? That was kind of an impromptu thing that we threw together. It was very last minute. But anyway, today I am going to be talking about a very interesting subject for myself, emotional exhaustion. I don't want to talk about mental and all that good stuff, but emotional kind of is like an umbrella thing that covers all those things. So we'll touch on that. Emotional exhaustion happens when somebody experiences a period of excess stress, either from work or in their personal life, to the point where they are overwhelmed. And it starts affecting them physically. Because I know we touched on the show that you how you feel can really affect how you know how you feel mentally and stuff like that can affect your physical body. And I know I know emotional exhaustion oh too well because I am in constant emotional exhaustion. Not because my life is hard or anything like that. It's just a lot of I deal with a lot of how do I put this to be frank, I deal with a lot of bullshit that I shouldn't have to deal with. And I know I was gonna try and use less language, but it is. It's true. Emotional BS. Things that I shouldn't have to on a regular basis deal with. Like, honestly, I give advice to people like I do on the show. And a lot of times, I will get emotionally exhausted if I have to tell somebody some advice and they ignore it. But then they come back for more advice. That's, that's such a nerve-wracking, irksome thing. Because in my mind, if you really need advice, you listen and heed what I say. Take it to mind. Really feel it, you know. But a lot of people don't. They hear what you're saying in one ear, out the other, and they come back to you a couple days later with the same melodramatic thing. And that can become that that can become stressful because you care about your friends, you care about the people you give advice to. That's why you give them advice from the heart. Sometimes when you give advice, you pull from a place that's very private to you. You pull from a personal place, and the fact that people ignore how you feel. It can be annoying. It can be they can if they ignore your real advice. It happens to me constantly, just so you know. I give advice on the daily and I've ignored on the daily to the point where I don't really want to give advice outside of this lovely show. But it happens. And emotional exhaustion is tied to, you know, creatively. Like you can lose there are a lot of you can lose your creative spark. I know I have. I've lost my creative spark a lot from it. Because here's let me list some of the things that can happen, some of the effects, you know what I mean? Uh, mood change, increased anger, irritability, anxiety, depression. Uh, you you focus more on your failures. You have no motivation. You feel pessimistic and hopeless. I've been there, done that with all the above. It's to the point where, like, your creative spark, the thing that makes you feel like you're really getting stuff done, goes away as well. You don't feel creative anymore. You just feel like, man. Like, I personally have gone through it in the last week, and both my book and my, both my, my serious nonfiction book and the fiction book have been a hold because I just don't, I don't feel it. I go to sleep super early. I sleep over what I normally sleep because I'm exhausted. And it hit different. Emotional exhaustion hits different than physical, than, than just simply physical. Because simply physical just requires some, some rest, some more sleep. Uh, some good eating, things like that. When it comes to like the emotional aspect of it, you need to do something to rectify how you feel mentally. 
more so than just your body. Because if you just affect your body, you're not, you're just in a cycle because, oh yes, my body feels better, but uh, I'm just going to feel crappy tomorrow because my body's sluggish yet again. It's like, it's a cycle. It's a cycle that has to be broken in some way. Uh, I did tie in, tie into the thinking aspect where you're more forgetful of things. I know um, when my lady is exhausted, you know, like that. She doesn't, she has trouble focusing on things. She forgets things, dates, appointments. Her imagination goes away. She won't remember things that we've talked about. It's like, it can mimic, like, I'm not saying she has dementia, but it can mimic the symptoms of dementia. That's crazy that, that how you feel can mimic actual major serious diseases. It's insane. But it happens. Your attention Memory and executive functions, such as like planning, organizing, all take a massive hit when you are in this state. You're basically, you basically become useless, is what I'm trying to say. You have issues sleeping. You know, sleeping can lead to you being groggy throughout the day and can lead to your health declining. It leads to your appetite disappearing, having problems eating food. Even when you do eat, when you force yourself to eat, you could throw it back up. You have headaches, your heart palpitation, weight, your weight can go up or down. These things, these things happen. I know they happen to my lady and they happen to me. Uh, work-wise, uh, you don't, you know, have, you have a lack of enthusiasm. I know sometimes at work I have a checklist of stuff that I do because I try to not work out fast at work. And if I'm feeling this way, I, man, I will make something that normally takes me 30 minutes. It'll take four hours. I've had cases where I had paperwork that should, that should turn in right then and there. I let it sit at my desk for three hours. I just didn't, I didn't have that drive to do it. You miss deadlines like that. You have terrible performance. I know people talk to me at work. I'm just socially withdrawn sometimes. I'm like, I don't really want to talk to these people. Or I give them half-assed responses to those things. They're like, oh, well, I did this and my kid did this. Like, oh, cool. Even the, I even try to look angry at work so people leave me alone, but I don't, I'm not an angry person, so I haven't mastered the angry face. You know what I mean? <laughs> Increased rates of absence from work is another thing. I know me personally, I don't say personally a lot, but you know, I know me, I will sometimes put in my timesheet for sick leave or vacation time randomly and indiscriminately just because I'm just not feeling it. And that's not good because I'm trying to build it up for like a vacation and whatnot. But I just use it because I just feel, I feel down. That's the best way to describe it. I just feel, eh. And the things that, and it's, 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 it's wild. Like, it doesn't make any sense. And the crazy thing about it is that the causes are normal things. Taking care of another person and or a baby. Financial things. Being homeless, <laughs> working long hours, even in a low pressure environment that can that can affect you. I know I work in a, a low uh, pressure environment for the most part. It's got it's got some high moments, uh, but yeah, juggling certain things. This thing that kills me: work, family, school, juggling stuff like that. Let's just take a just take a break and be totally real. I juggle too much bullshit because I got my house. She's not bullshit, obviously. The baby's not either. The kid, no. But I, 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 I'm constantly concerned with either giving other people advice or things like sometimes I pick people up from work or I drop them off. I'm trying to be a good Samaritan because it's not really taking me out of my way. But I started doing it, and then like now I'm still doing it. But it's just it's a lot. 
it's a lot. It's draining. It's it, it's 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 too much. Even when family, being around family drains me. It kills me emotionally, because I am a very. This is how I work. When I'm at home, I am off. My switch is off. I'm relaxed. I'm not energized. I'm just chilling, relaxing. When I'm out and about, I'm high energy. I'm popping all over the place. I'm wild. I'm crazy. But that's the thing. I have my modes. And when you cross those modes, it leads to bad things. If I'm forced to be hype, when I'm not trying to be hype, I'm supposed to be hype in a place that doesn't require to you be so be that way. It requires my excess energy or my saved up reserve energy that I use for emergencies. I damn near have to tap into my adrenaline to deal with folks. And it and when that's gone, I'm a slog, but I still gotta keep going. I remember a few weeks ago, I would get off work, immediately have to deal with people for an hour. And then uh, I either had to go back to work or some crazy thing where I had to deal with people for hours. And that in about four days, I may have had, besides commute to and from work, I may have had 30 minutes of time to relax. And it was killing me. It was, I was more irritated. I was angry. I was pissed off. Simply being around people pissed me off. Because And, and that's crazy because if you know me, I don't get pissed. I don't get pissed, I don't get upset, I don't get wild. But I did, because I did not like being around folks. I didn't, because they were just too fuck much. Sorry I said it like that. I'm actually emotionally drained as we speak. That's why I came to this topic. I am completely emotionally burned out. I spent all of this yesterday, Sunday morning, pissed off. Big mad, as they say. I was hot and bothered. I didn't want to mess with nobody. I didn't want to talk to nobody. I was just not feeling it. It was a wrap, you know what I mean? And that happens. Like, I had to apologize to my lady and everybody. Cause I was like, I was cussing. I, mean, I don't cuss. I don't even cuss in text messages for it. Like, the only reason I'm cussing the episode is because I'm drained. I don't feel cuss. And it's just, it got to me. And so I started doing research on why, you know, what... What uh, what gets? Who's the biggest risk of this? You know, like who hits the most? And they said people take care of babies. People, you have a job that you hate, or you don't. You're not good at it. Because you can have jobs you're good at and you hate. You know what I mean? I've had every job I've been at. I've been really good at it, but some of them I've absolutely hated. I've never really been in a situation where I was bad at a job and liked it, or help just bad at a job in general. I usually adapt pretty good, but. They say also, like, you know, what control we have at work. So if you, if you feel like a peon, like you feel like your job is not great, like you're just going through the motions, that can lead to mostly drain. We have to, like, I know people work on assembly lines, and they feel like they're wasting their time. And it, it can kill you emotionally. You're just like, ugh, I'm wasting my life pressing a button and all this stuff. And I, I, can, I, can, I can see that. Perfection. That's the thing. I, sometimes when I'm being creative... This perfectionism when it comes to creativity. I want my work to be amazing. I want it to be written nicely. I want it to be so good that anyone could pick it up and it is a show for them. And that's a big problem. I know I've touched on this in previous episodes, but perfectionism is the death of creativity. It is. Because 
when you are trying to make things perfect, you'll toss out perfectly good ideas. You'll toss out great ideas because you don't think it fits right. Now, I'm not saying everything you write has to be golden, but you should have room to grow. Put out what you feel. See how we respond to it. See how you like it and edit accordingly. If you just only put out what you think is absolutely perfect, you're never going to finish it. And trust me, I've started dozens of books and never finished them because I thought they were not good enough to print. But anyway, yeah, I was abandoned that. Or when you just feel lonely. I know my lady sometimes she feels lonely. She's at the house way more than me, uh, you know, baby raised and whatnot. And she just feels lonely. And when she feels lonely, she feels drained. Because when you're sad or something getting you down, it's human nature to, I wouldn't say wallowing, for lack of a better term, wallowing. We like to sit in our sadness. I don't know why, but it's like our brain gets reprogrammed to know, to think that, that the sadness is normal and that we should be in it, that we deserve it. And that's not just people with depression. That's just people in general. Like when we're sad, we try to be in sad. When we're angry, we try to sit in the anger. When we're happy, we try to sit in it. It's like our body finds an emotion, and if it's a strong enough emotion... It ties to it and tries to justify it in any way, shape, or form. So even like loneliness, when you're lonely, you're drained. And, and I know it sounds weird because I say I like to be around people. And I don't like to be around people because it drains me. There's different... It's weird. There's different things that can drain you. And it all deals with volume. Too much of something is bad. Too little of something is bad. It's like water. You need water to live, but you have too much water, it'll kill you. And the loneliness leads to another thing, poor self-care. You you fall into that habit, you get down and out, you stop exercising, stop eating good, sleep bad. It's all connected. Remember I always say, the universe, life, is like a spider web. Everything you do affects different things you've done, which ultimately affect other people. It's a chain. So, like, you're drained. Check. You treat other people badly because you're drained. Check. They don't want to spend time with you. Then it moves on to you being lonely because people don't want to spend time with you. They don't to, And then you can't get those people around and you just get sadder and you believe that you deserve this. And you keep doing what you're doing because it it's your routine. See that? And it's hard to get out of that. That's why they say it's like falling in a hole. It's like falling into quicksand. Which I'm not sure if quicksand actually kills you or not. But anyway, it's like falling into quicksand. Because once you're in there, it's it's really hard to get out of there. You'll need help to get out of there. And, and yeah, you'll need help. Like, you know, it's just what it is. Uh, fun fact about that. Burnout, just so you know, was a term coined in the 1970s to, to, subscri- to, subscribe, to describe extreme stress. On and like it was, it was actually contributed to doctors and nurses because you know they have to work long, crazy wild hours. They have to be on call, things like that. So yeah, the term burnout was actually coined for doctors, nurses, and other health professions, health, you know, mental or physical things like that. But yeah, I had to do that aside. But yeah, poor self health care. Wow, poor self care. You know, attached to other things like you know. Uh, Excessive drugs, alcohol, uh, changing money, uh, not being your real self. You know what I mean? Like, I know people who, uh, they define their life a certain way. And I'm not talking about, like, 
any of the crazy like transgender issues, things like that. I'm not saying those are crazy issues, but those are crazy complicated issues. I'm not talking about those. Uh, if you ever say crazy, I don't mean like the bad crazy. I just mean like crazy as an adjective meaning a lot. Uh, yeah, but whatever. Yeah, people are dealing with, with, you know, not being able to express themselves. Like me, I, if you follow me on Twitter, like me, real me, you know all the things that I am. And you know my, my, my situation in life, you know, things like that. Because, you know, that's what people do with Twitter. They say what's on their mind constantly. Whether people care or not is up for debate, but that's what people do. So, you know, if it gets some people in trouble, gets some people fired, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I have things that are like how I express myself. Things that I keep secret or things that I keep public. And some people have, and I'm fine with a secret one because I'm kind of a secret person, but... Some people don't like secrets. Some people don't live their life like that. They hate secrets. They think secrets is not living their authentic life. And they will fight it with everything that's in them. As they should. But that can lead to the burnout. That can lead to the exhaustion. You know what I mean? <laughs> and there's not a lot of ways to get through it. Because I know I've sounded really negative. But one way to get through it. We're going to end on that. Reduce stress. Find ways to organize that don't cause you to pull your hair out. Uh, if you have a lot of things you have to do, give some to other people. Ask for help. Like I said, quicksand. Ask for help. Uh, vices like uh, drinking alcohol, smoking tobacco. I don't say eliminate it, but get lessen them. Because those things, addictions. They're straight up addictions. Like, I'm being honest. Anything, and I'm going to catch hell for this. Anything that causes an excessive, like, obsession, addictive, physically or mentally, tone it down. I'm talking about beer. I'm talking about tobacco. And, yes, I'm talking about weed. And the reason I say that is because I know people are already going to say, because I've gotten it before, <clears throat> weed is not addictive. Yeah, then you don't know what the term addictive really means because it can be just like alcohol. Alcohol is not a hundred percent addictive for everybody. I know people who drink uh, occasionally. Alcohol is not automatically addictive, but, uh, and like weed's not automatically addictive, but you can absolutely be mentally addicted to it because it's the feeling. It's like candy. When you feel good from something, <clears throat> you can make it a crutch. I know some people that can't go throughout the day without drinking coffee, addiction, eating candy, addiction, I know people who can't make their day without smoking weed. Addiction. Like, it's just straight up like that. Like, it's just what it is. Um, but they, I would limit those things. Because those things, those vices, because what it is, those vices consume you. You've, you can get in a state where you can't feel happy unless you have those things. If you have a financial issue or a situational issue where you can't get that fix, you will, you, your low will be even lower. Because mentally, you're like, I need this to be okay. And you never want to live in, in a situation where you need a person or a thing or a vice or whatever to feel okay. That's some scary things. Because if you don't have that external thing, you, you, you bottom out. And that's never good. Establish a sleep routine, man. Just, just get some sleep. It doesn't have to be a lot, but something consistent. Your body actually does get used to a certain amount. Like me, I only sleep six hours a day. I just, I've always done that. For like eight years. Some days I sleep longer. But for the most part, I sleep six hours. And my body's fine with that. 
exercise, bro. Go for a walk. I go for a walk. Get that runner's high, man. I mean, you can be addicted to that too, but I, I don't go every day. But I go, I, I go a couple days. They say that's good for you. Eat some happy food, man. Vegetables, grains, lean protein, something to get your endorphins rolling, get your vitamins in, all that good stuff, you know. And with the creative aspect of it, to re, you know, refill your your battery there, do something creative. Being bored makes people sad. It makes people drained. It makes people feel like they're not doing anything. Some people, to get over that, they have a collection, or they draw, or they garden. Read, watch a movie, go to the park, exercise. I brought that back to that. Or something like that. Because that kind of thing will get you back in the mindset that you need to progress. Because if you don't have a good mindset, you're never going to get anywhere. Your mindset is key to your growth. It's key to you getting out of these funks. It's key to everything. Your mind controls your body. People forget about that. Change your attitude, bro. Stop stop comparing yourself to other people. Accept that some bad things you do are bad and work on them. Stay in the present. Don't focus on things you've done in the past. I hate when people do this. Like, well, I used to be this, this, I used to be that. My question is, are you that right now? No? Then, all right, we've said it. Keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Remembering these unhelpful, awesome, awful things only hold you back. You can't step forward if you're always looking backwards. It's just what it is. Just focus on what you've got going on right now, what you need to work on right now, on how you become a better person. You know what I mean? And you have to. It's a, it's a struggle, though, because sometimes negative thoughts will pop into your head. Things that are not really possible. Like, oh, this, this family member doesn't love me, even though all the signs point to them actually loving you. Or, I'm bad at school, even though you're doing fine at school. Get rid of those negative thoughts. Replace them with realistic ones. You know what I mean? If you can't do that, see a therapist. See a doctor. Something, that, somebody to talk to. And if you need to, take an antidepressant or anti-anxiety stuff, whatever. Some kind of medication where they give some technique. Do some yoga. Something. Everyone's different. There's different ways of dealing. That's why I've listed a billion things. A billion causes. A, di- a billion ways to get over it. Uh, a billion ways to live with it. All that stuff. Because... These things are something that people deal with on a regular basis. It's normal. It's normal to have a little bit of exhaustion. It's normal to have exhaustion every once in a while. What isn't normal is living in that and not doing anything to fix it. To not do anything to correct it. That is a problem. And that is something we all need to work on collectively and individually. And this is my PSA. No, that's not good. And this is my TED Talk. I'm going to call this one step forward, three steps back. I'm just kidding with you. I'm, I'm kidding. That's an awful name. I've actually said the name of it, but I forgot what it is already, so I'm not going to use that. Anyway, on that note, this has been the solo episode that I give you every other week. And I'm your host, Jason. Follow the podcast at Emotions and S-H-H-H on Twitter. Hell, if you want to follow me, you might as well throw it out there. Whatever. Uh, I'm at Turns Comic. T-U-R-N-S-C-O-M-I-C. Turns Comic. That's me. Whatever. I never say my real name on there, so it is what it is. 
uh, follow the show anywhere. You can listen to audio, CastBox, uh, Podbean for the foreseeable future, uh, <laughs> Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, uh, all these platforms, man. You just try it out. Find us on any one of them. Trust me. Um, I was going to say something else. I got nothing there. Follow us on Instagram at ENS Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, also ENS Podcast. Check us out. I normally say I put my link in the description. I might actually do it this time. Who knows? It's a gamble. Roll the dice. We'll see what happens. But yeah, this has been your host, Jason. And uh, peace and Audi. And don't be stressed. And if you're stressed, do what you can to be de stressed. Bye bye.